0: Is over. We've waited months eight months to be exact for week one of the two thousand and eighteen college football season. Welcome to the cover two podcast here on Athlon Sports. His name is Mitch Light. My name is Braden Gall. We are talking about football games. Not about Urban Meyer's text messages to his lawyer or deleted text messages or handwritten notes from the Ohio State Board. None of that. You appear to be talking about None it of that. right now. No, we're never gonna do that. Okay. We're talking about football games. Okay. On the field, week one, college football's back. Hallelujah. Mitch Light, good to see you, sir.
1: As always, good to see you, Braden. Your hair's a little disheveled, but other than that, you look great. Uh, I'm, I'm
0: in mid-season form. <laughs> okay. Mid-season form. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at Athlon Mitch. Follow me, at BradenGall. going to try, you know, in years past, we sort of rolled through as many possible games on our weekly preview. Uh, I'm going to try to tweak it a little bit this year, try to categorize some stuff for you guys. Mitch will have picks against the spread. Uh, of course, each and every week we'll measure that. We've got uh, a preview potpourri a little bit later on in the show. You get upset, oh. upset alert. Uh, is ind- this upset alert an upset pick or an alert? Because an upset alert is kind of weak. Like oh, like it's like, an like alert. Like, watch Tennessee out. Tennessee might beat West Virginia. Yeah, That's not an upset. You got to call it. Yes. Okay. Uh, we'll and I think I think the we'll spread how needs how to feel. be at least five points. We'll see how I feel when I get to that point. Okay, the you can't pick someone who's like a point and a half. Okay. Dog. Okay. Uh, our favorite games in each of the Power Five leagues um the biggest and we're going to start though each podcast each preview podcast um I'll, and then we'll do some individual matchups matchups that we get that could be a, a unit versus a unit it could be a player versus a player it could be a coach versus a player um so we'll do some individual matchups each week that are our favorites. so adding some sort of categories to the preview podcast this this season uh for you guys and we'll see how you guys like it feel free to give us uh, re- uh, um, feedback we love that rate review subscribe of course but i want to start each podcast as we preview each week. With the game that will impact the playoff picture the most, and that because that is ultimately what what matters is the, who gets into the playoff. And week one, there's obviously tons of great football games, so we may discuss more than one today. But it, well, I think part of it is also picking v
1: one. It's difficult, you know. I, of course, we can talk about more games, but when you when you throw five out there, it's just like I think we need to decide one. I, we will start on one. There will be one. Can we the one. Doesn't th- mean th- we're not going to mention a few others. All right
0: in in. in you have been known to, to answer questions with like I, I several gotta say, answers. i got to stay true to Brand.
1: Can we pick the game that has the least impact in the college football playoff?
0: If you would like to do that, okay. I will. you are We're, free to I, do that. You'll give me that four seconds yes. of space, airspace? You, you, have, you can have ten good seconds. Okay. Ten good There's seconds. There's a lot of
1: good choices this week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Biggest playoff impact, I don't think it's even close. Uh, mine was Washington versus Auburn. And a very unique uh, twist on this, and I saw this from Sports Illustrated... Auburn will become the first team in history to lose three straight games in the same building. To play to three or three? To lose. Are you going to let me finish? Yeah. Well, I thought maybe you misspoke. Auburn, if they were to lose, okay, if were, were to become the first team in college football history to lose three consecutive games in the same building to three different teams. They lost to Georgia in the SEC title game. They lost to UCF in the Peach Bowl. And, of course, they're facing Washington. Now, well, I, how many how many times has a team played in the same building
1: that's not their home for three straight probably games? Probably rarely. Right. So right. It's it's, it's it, that that's
0: the oddity too. If they if they were to lose, then that adds to it. There you have it. Um. So to me, the biggest matchup here, I think Auburn's defensive front is 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 well situated. To, Salty is that what they say nowadays? Yes, the kids w- say well situated to handle Miles Gaskin, that great offensive line for Washington and Jake Browning. To me, the bigger question is the. Washington front without Vita Vea and and the Auburn offensive line being rebuilt that to me is the more interesting matchup if Jared Stidham has time I think the Auburn receivers make a lot of big plays and I think they'll be so I, I, I like think
1: Ryan Davis is a very underrated we're playing
0: at Auburn very underrated not I wanted him in maybe. our fantasy league desperately desperately wanted him in our fantasy league he was picked like three picks before me yeah it hurts. Yeah. I ended up with Brian Edwards instead. I, I liked that pick. I was going to compliment you at the time of that pick. But, but then you I, that would require you to say something positive to me. No, I
1: think I said nice pick at one point. Probably about a bandy player. Yeah, Kalazzo Lipsch- <laughs> <laughs> um, um, So, No, no, I, I agree. It's interesting how both teams, up. like, it's strength versus strength almost, and, and not weakness versus weakness, but question mark versus question mark. Reloading versus reloading there. Um, yeah, no, I, I, this is a... I think Jake Browning, we talk about guys who, like Ryan Davis, I'm not comparing him to Jake Browning because they're different players, obviously, but Jake Browning has a great reputation nationally because he had that um, unbelievable sophomore year, what, like 40 touchdowns, six interceptions? He was not as good last year, and I think, at least up in Washington, there's a little bit of pressure on him to have that special senior season. They With, with question marks at wide receiver, they need him to be great, and this is a national stage. I don't. If he has a Jarrett Stidham versus, uh, versus Clemson performance, like last year, I think that's the, the, you know when Stidham
0: he was better right later in the year, but I, I just don't see. I know Auburn's offensive line was okay last year. I, I don't see Washington's offensive line getting abused yeah, the way n- Auburn's offensive I, line did do, last neither, year against Clemson.
1: But I just this is an opportunity for him to kind of have a really big game on a big stage and kind of vault to a great senior season. Where if
0: he struggles a little bit, forty-seven total touchdowns two years ago when they make the playoff, nine receptions last year. Uh, he did have seven rushing touchdowns last year. Jake, really? Jake Browning did, but only nineteen touchdown. I went from forty-three touchdown passes to nineteen. Lost John,
1: lost John Ross.
0: They lost some playmakers. Right. They've had some injuries at in that position. But so I their just their backfield is loaded. They got a great offensive line. I think it is going to be a really good physical battle. I think Auburn. I think Auburn is more prepared for that physicality.
1: Two thirty Saturday local Central Time. I think it's the afternoon. Sometimes I just get these games. I don't like even pay it's attention. It's really to. a poor night slate on Saturday night. It's better Sunday night and Monday night. <laughs> Because of I was talking to a uh, friend of the pod, Bill Troche, today, and we were l- l- bemoaning the fact that there aren't more games on Sunday. Is it just because... it's just the one. Right? Yeah, why aren't... They, is it just because teams don't want to go Sunday to Saturday? They don't want that short week? Well, I think it's just... It's a great opportunity. There's no NFL. I guess. Like, Memphis, Ole Miss used to be Louisville, Kentucky would play yeah, that Yeah, I suppose day. you're right. It's just a great opportunity. Like, Boise and Troy,
0: we're going to talk about later, that would be a great Sunday game. Now it's buried Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it's a 3.30 330 start there, Washington and Auburn, two top ten teams. You've got a couple of other. I think the other 3.30 game is Tennessee-West Virginia. Uh, That's the one on CBS. And then you've got uh, Washington-Auburn on on ABC. Uh, I'm taking Auburn. I I, I am too. I think Auburn wins, but I think it's very close. I think it is a great football game. And the reason it has massive playoff implications, the reason it's number one on our list is because should Washington win, it allows them room to wiggle. It gives them wiggle room in the in the Pac-12 schedule to lose a game and still be in the playoff mix. They could still lose, especially if it's close, and still be in the playoff. But the the playoff implications are greater in this game than probably any other game that we, we see because it probably can go either direction. And either direction, it has a major impact. No matter who wins, it has a major impact on the playoff and the resume. Right. The way I've positioned it for Washington, and these are all hypotheticals, but with the Pac-12 being...
1: Lacking, right now, elite teams. Now, USC could be that team. If they lose this game, it's so difficult to go through a a nine-game conference season unscathed. If they lose a random game to a Utah-Arizona, Utah or Arizona... I don't think there's enough good wins on the Pac-12 schedule for them to get in with two a Pac-12 champion with two losses. It depends on what those losses might be,
0: but if they go, you know, if they smoke Utah on the road, they smoke Stanford, and then they lose to Oregon or something like it, it can happen. Sure, that's why it's Um, all hypothetical. But again, I think this one is one of the few that I think has an impact on both teams. We think both Auburn and Washington have a chance to be playoff contenders. No other game except for maybe Michigan Notre Dame has a situation where both teams feel like they could be playoff contenders. So Michigan, Notre Dame would be number two on my list and Miami LSU would be number three on my list, but mostly just for Miami purposes, LSU could win this game and have a better than anticipated season, but I don't think they're playoff good. Whereas we think Miami has a chance to get in. Michigan, Notre Dame is the only other game on the schedule for me that looks like where it has both teams, both teams could be facing playoff contention at the end of the year. And that this game and this outcome could decide something later in November and and to me, we'll we'll get to some individual matchups on the Michigan Notre Dame thing moving forward. But this is a lot about the offensive line, Shea Patterson, and and what does that offense look like for me on the road against Notre Dame and in one of the great rivalries in all of college football history. Yeah, that's we, we, like we will talk about. Matt, I picked that game too for matchups later on. But
1: uh, a yeah, great great scene, Notre Dame. Always fun to watch I, a game there at nights. It's, it's. I
0: have been to a Michigan Notre Dame game in Notre Dame Stadium. Yeah. What and year? It's very cool. Um, it would have been two thousand eight ish. What were you doing there? Two thousand nine. You paid for me to be there. Seriously. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Athlon sports. Remember we were shooting videos. We oh those yeah. Little weird Bad videos. move on. It, it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Um, and then Miami LSU is a, a narrative game. That's, where... I,
1: yeah. I think I've I've stolen that phrase from you. Like. Yep. That that no game can change the off season narrative more in a matter of three hours than that.
0: Flip the script. Yes, like LSU, we
1: wait they win that game. We wake up on Monday or whenever the new AP comes out, they're in the top ten. They it's a totally Miami. different viewpoint of that like, team. Yeah. It's no, they no. They, have, they have they have as much to
0: gain this week as any team in the country. Here's my question about that game. LSU's offensive line. It's pretty, it's and, pretty good. And and the and for, well, Joe Burrow is the most interesting development in that game. It do, is he legit? And and we'll all learn together as a college football collective. But really, it's about the rebuilt defensive line for Miami and the great linebackers versus a, a running game that has no experience and an offensive line that's not as good as people. It's not as deep as it used to be. That to me is the more interesting matchup. I I think my I I think Miami will be able to to score not a ton, but with Rozier Homer. You know, some good receivers. I think they'll be able to sc- score. Excuse me. But I think it's the more interesting matchup is, how good is Miami's defensive line? If they're rebuilt quickly and they can handle LSU, that's a playoff championship caliber team. If they're not, then, you know, um, Fresh Prince of Clyde Hellair is going to score a bunch of points. Yeah, and that's quite like... Nicholas Brussett's going to score. Like, they're going to score a bunch because LSU still is... A physical team. Two things about this game: like for the first time in a long time, it's been it, a lot's been made that LSU
1: does not have that ready-made running back, even if it's a backup. But they will. Clyde edwards hilaire is going to be
0: very good if they do not very have a guy good. run the football. In fact, my fantasy team name is Fresh Prince of hilaire. Oh, Is that you? Okay. That's me because I drafted him and I wanted
1: him. And you had a you had a, a name based on Khalil Tate, but someone else. Khalil's turned, Tate, yes, yes. Yeah, someone uh,
0: <laughs> someone <laughs> took him with the
1: first <laughs> overall pick. Yeah, yeah. That'd be you, me. you big jerk. D- this game to me. Maybe of all whatever hundred games in the schedule or seventy games, I have less of a feel for this. Nothing would surprise me in the Miami LSU game. I'm picking Miami, but if again if LSU wins this game by ten points, I wouldn't be shocked. I just I don't have a good feel for this game.
0: I, I it's interesting. I, I feel better about Miami than maybe you do. Maybe thinking, hey, I think this is what's going to happen. Obviously, that could could totally change. But Michigan Notre Dame is the one I have no feel. Oh, really? I have have no feel for Michigan Notre Dame. Wait for picks to spread. I have a good feel for that one. Oh, okay. This is weird. Yeah, very interesting because I Michigan Notre Dame to me is I I have I kind of because I don't know what to expect out of Notre Dame. I think I know what Michigan's going to be, but they need to prove it to us, especially on the road against the high level competition. I have no idea what to expect out of LSU. That's that's the the wild card to me. Joe Burrow is maybe the most interesting player in the entire country this week. Him and Shea Patterson, the two of those guys. Um, all right, so we'll get we'll get a little further into the matchups in in those two games, but i I will take Miami to win that game. But to your point, I it wouldn't surprise me if LSU played well. But it, but I think it does come down to Joe Burrow. I talked to somebody who covers the team this week, and he said the one thing they're not worried about now is the quarterback situation. And I'm going, w- this is LSU we're talking about, right? And you should like, always yeah. be worried. I was like, okay, so we'll see. so I I
1: pick every game. Every game in the schedule, which always seems like a good idea. And then when you have to come up with two sentences about nickels in Kansas, <laughs> you start to question your, your worth and, and or
0: just your life's decision. Yes,
1: like, well then I realized you know what? I'm writing picking nickels in Kansas. This is better than this you. is better than like eighty yeah. percent of your jobs. Yep. My, my my prediction was Miami's
0: twenty to fourteen. I think it'll be relatively low scoring. Okay. I'm on board with that. I can I can see that as well. Um, all right, let's go through some of our favorite games in each of the Power Five leagues. This is totally subjective. Just sort of a if you can beauty go. Beauty is in the eye of the if beholder. If you can go to any game in each of the Power Five leagues, it doesn't have to be a conference game. There was some miscommunication on our part before the podcast about that, so you will be uh, adjusting on the fly here. Got to be able to do that. So uh,
1: best, just sort of like hey, we scripted our first ten plays, but the defense came out in like a
0: just five, blow, two, blew up our offensive yeah, yeah, line, yeah. Yeah. a really <laughs> weird defensive front. So any game you can go to in any of the five Power Five leagues, you cannot overlap games. We'll start in the ACC. I am going Labor Day night to Tallahassee to Doak Campbell, DeAndre Francois at home against Josh Jackson. What is Florida State? I don't know. No one knows. We will find out. What is Virginia Tech? We don't know. For some reason, a lot of young, talented players keep an eye on uh, Woodby, Jaden Woodby, the linebacker, safety turn linebacker, true freshman. Keep an eye on uh, Tamorian Terry. Wide receiver. Look at you break out names out of you know where. Break. Yep. No. No. Not looking at notes. Not looking at notes. Um, I think there's going to be a couple of really Florida State. Again, I told you I'm picking them 2019 against Georgia in the national championship game. They are going to be low. That depth chart will be covered with freshman and sophomore very talented players. I think Florida State's going to boat race them. Spread was seven and a half. I think. Am I crazy? No. I, I think that the key
1: here is is DeAndre Francois that talented wide receiver core against what we've talked about the banged up banged up and suspended and whatever right uh, personnel losses in that Virginia Tech secondary there. Uh, see what they can get done there. And Cam Akers, I think, is... Big
0: game for him, y- too.
1: Yeah, it's just he was... At this point last year, we thought he might be the best freshman running back. Had a great year.
0: Set a, set a Florida State freshman running Don't see right him
1: here. on any mini Heisman lists or anything like no, that. Very I think good he's player. kind a of forgotten superstar. So, uh, Florida State could be really, really fun to watch. All right. I am uh, heading to Yeoman Stadium in the lovely city of New Orleans to watch... Wake Forest. Of course, you are at Tulane. Just a fascinating.
0: Like you. It's not fascinating any other person, but you. Uh, you just are obsessed no, there, with both those few, teams. There's a few people that are fascinated by this. That's game. true. I, I, I. True will freshman
1: Sam Hartman quarterbacking Wake Forest a, against the a senior Jonathan Banks. There, big game for. It's a barometer game for kind of both programs. I think if Tulane wants to take the next step and under Willie Fritz, this is the type of game they need. They need to win. And Wake Forest, if you're if you're going to be a Upper level or mid tier uh, ACC team, you need to go on the road and win this game. In
0: in uh, week one of the college football season or, or preview podcast, the fifth game we talked about was Wake Forest. Into are years. you mocking me? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of mockage. A little bit there. I, I think I'm with you a, though. It's intriguing. It's intriguing. Big Twelve. Where are you going? What game are you going to in the Big Twelve?
1: I'm heading to West Texas. Okay.
0: In a isn't just, this in Arlington? Almost, or is it Houston?
1: Almost Texas Tech. I think it's in Houston. Oh my bad. I think it's in Houston. You're right, isn't okay. it? Okay, so I, I'm heading to West Texas. Do your research. I'm going to show up, and there's
0: going to be no one there. <laughs> and I'm going to go to a sports bar
1: and watch <laughs> Ole Miss play Texas Tech.
0: I think I'm fairly positive that is in uh, it's yeah, it's in Houston, home. NRG. Okay.
1: Yep. My bad, yep. my bad. Uh, 11 a.m. Central Time kick. So that's good. Be a lot of Ole Miss people there. Not not too too far there. No. Um, just a really fun as, about a fun of a game you can have between two teams picked in the bottom two or three spots in their league. A lot of offense in this game.
0: Billions of points. It's my it's my SEC favorite Ooh, game of the week okay. is Ole Miss and Texas Tech. My question is, is it Jet Duffy, one of the great names in the history of college football, or McLean Carter or the freshman Bowman? I, I'm assuming McLean Carter gets the start. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Texas Tech's offense. As I have both Jet Duffy and McLean Carter on my fantasy team. Ooh, drafted both. Your drafted both of them. I went a little early, but if one of them hits, I have a theory. Big time.
1: That I big time star. Hate. NFL fantasy talk like I don't care about your fantasy team I'm like just don't I don't really care don't tell me yep. but I think because college fantasy's new in this in You're our audience it? oh I'm into it I think I'm giving you permission to talk about your college fantasy team on this podcast because I think our audience. I'm only talking new. about my fantasy in team context. in the context of the game, which like, is, we're not going to be like on Monday. I won by two exactly. Yeah,
0: maybe when we play, we'll talk yeah. um, talk some trash. So I've got for my SEC game that I'm going to that would also be in NRG Stadium, so I'll be with you there. Uh, my Big Twelve game, I cannot decide. So you tell me, should I go watch Lane Kiffin and the Owls battle against against OU, or should I go check out? I, I'm going to go to College Park, Maryland. And I'm going to go Texas, Sam Ellinger, and that defense. Well, you're going to have to go to a sports bar
1: because the game is oh. not in College Park. <laughs> Same thing.
0: Dumbass. Whoa. Did escalated? I say that out loud? I escalated quickly. Where's that game at? It's FedEx oh, Field. FedEx Field Landover, Maryland. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Just down the street. Do your research. I'm a lot closer than Love. Oh, you're still wrong. Uh, anyway. Um, Texas and Maryland, a couple of different reasons. I want to see Sam Ellinger and what Texas looks like the newest, greatest rivalry in all of college football, Texas, Ohio state with Tom Herman and (laughs) all this craziness that's going on, which by the way is complete spin cycle by Ohio state. Don't listen to it. Maryland of course, with the, with the tragedy and all the weird off the, off the field issues with Maryland that, that to me just has soap opera written all over it. And I want to see if, if Texas is legit, they will go in there and, uh, and, and do their, do their work against Maryland. So, that's Texas. Maryland is my Big Twelve. Game okay, I'm SEC. I
1: was going to say Miami, LSU, but we've already talked about that game. So I'm going to pivot. Pivot and like a good politician. Louisville, Alabama. See if Louisville can back up its talk. I think a lot of yapping. What happens with the quarterback situation at obviously at Alabama? Mm-hmm. I think this offense is going to be so fun to watch against a Brian Van Gorder defense. Um, I think they got so many weapons at wide receiver, Damian Harrison. Damian Harris is, is going to be fantastic this year. Uh, it's always fun to watch Alabama in person. I think Louisville can keep this respectable. 24 and a half, I believe. That's what I mean. I think Louisville can keep
0: this respectable. Okay. It's okay. one of
1: my 10 picks against the spread for the website, but not...
0: Don't confuse people. There's three on this I'm, podcast. That I am three teasing locks, locks, locks of, of the week. The web, the, the, if you would like more of his picks against the spread, you can that's check right. out the website, athlonsports.com.
1: That's basically what I just
0: said. Yeah, but you've got to do it better. You got to you got to tell me what radio guy like yeah, you. Exactly. I know. Uh, so
1: I, yeah, it. I will hit I will be at that game. All right, Big 10? Ten. Big 10? Northwestern Purdue,
0: yeah, it's mine too.
1: Yeah, Co- if you if got a conference game between two teams that don't, and the 10 normally
0: good. never never has conference games early in the year.
1: Yeah, it's g- it's good for the league. And I'm when not watching, are talking. Yeah,
0: and I'm not watching that hideous orange OSU against that other red scarlet o- OSU. It's just the uniforms are not going to look that, good.
1: Those two teams should not be on, nothing against uh, the two teams. They just r- shouldn't right. be allowed to play. The
0: Uniform should not. It's one like of them should have to wear all white. Minnesota Maryland is not a game I visually would like to watch. Okay. I Okay, listen it, to it on the radio. If
1: it's Ohio State on the road and they go white in the gray pants, that's Maybe. a little better.
0: Maybe. Uh, Northwestern at Purdue. I think this is interesting. Clayton Thorson. What is he yeah, going to start? How is he? Yeah, how's he feeling? Uh, Purdue, sort of a defensive-minded rebuild. Rebuild last year, even though Jeff Brom was but The beloved Jeff Brom is more of an offensive guy. So we'll see if the offense takes strides. Uh, they got the nice tight end there with uh, with Hopkins at Purdue. So it'll be interesting to see what what happens. I like Purdue at home. I do too. I do too. It's it's a
1: great barometer game again. These two teams, you figure they're going to be fighting for second, third, fourth, fifth, you know, in the middle of the pack in the Big Ten West. So I think it's great for the league. To put this game on was it Thursday night or Friday? It's Thursday
0: night, right? Thursday night, yeah. yeah. Thursday night. It's, it is so. it's smart. It's smart business by the Big Ten. Yeah, I agree. It's probably the the, the, the game to watch on Thursday night if you really think about it. So, um, I mean, there's going to ha- be
1: two lane. I can't. Be, I'm going to be in two places at once. I mean,
0: Minnesota's a Power Five team that's playing New Mexico State on Thursday. You've got Wake Forest at Tulane, which you mentioned. Oklahoma State's at home against Missouri State. Uh, Northwestern State at a And M. Weber State at Utah. Uh, Northwestern Purdue is by far the best football game on Thursday evening. It's on ESPN. So, how many times does Northwestern and Purdue get the entire focus of the country? That's good, smart business there by uh, Jim Delaney uh, and the Big Ten. Uh, all right, individual matchups. This can be player versus player, player versus Did we coach. Do Pac-12? Unit versus unit. Oh, Pac 12. Sorry. Uh, I am in Tucson, Arizona, Tucson for Khalil Tate versus BYU. I didn't really see anything else on the uh, in the underbelly after Washington that I really wanted to go see. JT Daniels would be a good one to go watch him. I'm going to watch Stanford San Diego State, and and so I'm I'm I'll be there. Want to, to, so I'm going to talk about that game in
1: our matchups actually. So. so
0: do you want to hold off then? Yes. Okay, we'll hold off on that. So BYU Arizona, just a chance to watch Khalil Tate and and the explosiveness. Uh, I want to see what that, really what I want to see about Arizona. What does Kevin Sumlin do with the rest of the pieces? I, that's what I want to see. How much see. do they
1: run, Khalil Tate?
0: Right, like they've got a decent running back in J.J. Taylor. Sean Brown is their number one receiver. Like, what other pieces come to life for Arizona? And if Kevin Sutherland can create a lot of weapons for Khalil Tate, watch out. I, I, I do want to see J.T. Daniels in a big way. Chip Kelly. That's an interesting matchup you see against Cincinnati. Cincinnati I don't think it's very good. But, but you see I have know, some, Chip some Kelly suspensions, debut. Yeah. Um so there's some there's interesting been, there's stuff there. There's some good choices in the Pac-12. Yeah, some good stuff in the Pac-12. And you're going to San Diego State and Stanford. I thought that point spread was a little high. What was it? I wanted to say like 16-17, something crazy. S- uh,
1: San Diego State beat them last
0: year. Right. Uh, so okay. here uh, But that we, was that was Keller Chris starting.
1: Yeah. Can we uh <laughs> back up SEC quarterback? Yeah. Keller Chris. Can we uh so so Individual one of the matchups match-up? I wanted to talk about was Stanford very quietly is like getting worse on defense every year. Like they're, they're losing the identity of their program, and a lot's been made this year how they need to score more points because they have some issues on defense. They
0: still finish second in the Heisman every year, though.
1: Yeah, they were – Stanford allowed 5.98 yards per play last season. That's the worst of the Harbaugh-David Shaw era, including 2007 when they went 4-8.
0: Sorry, fourteen and a half point favorite. Okay, I still, hear, still think that's a big.
1: Yeah, do you hear my stat? Yes. So they that was their worst defense last year. They have more issues this year. They're lacking star power. They didn't. Have, they had one guy, Bobby Okereke, a linebacker on our first three All Pac-12 teams three years ago. You look at All Pac-12 teams, be loaded, Stanford yeah. defensive yeah. front seven guys. So, it, 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 in this game, Jawan Washington appears to be the next great San Diego State back. What does he do against them? Yeah, it's when you, It's just to me, Stanford's kind of losing the identity of their program. A little bit with their defense. Well, uh, that that, that they just that they, sounds they, like
0: the Nick Nick Saban dynasty is over. A column that's being written. Let's let's see it get, let's see it get bad okay. before we actually write they, off their they, identity. They, they let's they see it get really bad. last year. Well, I mean, I'm not saying I mean the team. Cost I'm saying them, the, the the defense. Yeah, let's say the defense costs them a bowl to get to a bowl game. That's when I it bottoms out and I go okay, they've lost their identity. I just need to see a little bit more of that. Um, all right, my individual matchup. I got want? one more too. But well, we're going to go off. Yeah. We're going to alternate here. We got three each. Oh, we do have two. Juwan Pass and the UL wide receivers against the rebuilt Alabama secondary. Uh, It's a test for both, right? Bobby Petrino, great game plan, great game manager there on offense. Juwan Pass, the dual threat guy taking over for Lamar Jackson. Those receivers are very talented and outspoken. And Alabama secondary is probably the one area where you go, we need to see something from that group. A very good early test. Not sure that Louisville can block anybody for Alabama, so that may not cause the secondary to have to do much work but one of the most important matchups for me this weekend is Jawan Pass and those Louisville receivers the passing game for Louisville against the secondary for Alabama
1: yeah and this I don't think this game is a referendum on Jawan Pass like if he gets no if he if he gets mauled by this defensive front he might still have a really good year and I think he will mine is uh, Notre Dame's offensive line without Quentin Nelson and Mike McGlinchey Mm. versus Michigan front seven Notre Dame is without its top two running backs from last year, top two wide receivers, I believe. They, they lost a lot of weapons, more on Brandon Winbush's
0: shoulders. Two elite-level NFL offensive line. Right. right.
1: They still should be good on the offensive line, but yeah. y- you, you lose that much. That's that's difficult.
0: That's fascinating you went that direction. I love that matchup because Michigan's front seven is ridiculously good. I went the other direction that game. Ooh. New Notre J-Tel. Dame defensive coordinator. Clark Lee. Clark Lee. Nashville native. Against new Michigan starting quarterback, Shea Patterson. So we have a new new defensive coordinator at at Notre Dame trying to rebuild their unit with Shea Patterson trying to finally give Michigan some semblance of of offense at the quarterback position. Um, So that's fascinating, X's and O's, in both sides of that matchup, because we believe Shea Patterson's pretty darn good. We believe that he's super talented, and we believe Michigan is a high-level team. We don't really know much about a a coordinator that was on the staff last year at Notre Dame, but hasn't really been... Clerk Lee kind of taken over. It's interesting decision on Brian Kelly's part to do that. So, what does with an offensive line for Michigan that's not overly great? I, that to me. If Shea Patterson just carries Michigan to a win, I think it's huge signs moving forward for Michigan.
1: How hot are the takes going to be on Monday if Shea Patterson throws three picks and they lose? Or vice versa. Four touchdowns. Yeah. Yes. Like just overreaction. Scorching. Yes.
0: And on this podcast. Yes. Especially if I'm Patterson, wearing a fire suit. If Patterson goes <laughs> four touchdowns. If <laughs> bring your hose. If Ford Patterson comes in, I'm doing the podcast on Monday without pants. <laughs> and I'm still bringing your hose. As me. I'm going to need it. Cold. Cold water. Um, the other one. Uh, do you have one more? Can you give me I a third one? go maybe I'll think of one from now on three Will Greer and the West Virginia yes
1: he will yes oh sorry
0: Will Greer of course he will (laughs) (laughs) West Virginia's passing attack David Sills and Gary Jennings um junior junior against Jeremy Pruitt because the secondary isn't that great for Tennessee, they got a great safety. Not warriors, great player, play, but they could have true freshmen and a converted running back playing cornerback, which is not good when you're going against Spolitnikov Award candidates. So it's about Jeremy Pruitt to me. It's about what does Jeremy Pruitt and he's the new coach, he's the defensive wizard, he's a ten point underdog against the Heisman Trophy caliber quarterback. Kind of a
1: good spot, low. Pre- I mean, not a lot, a lot of pressure, pressure Tennessee, but low pressure relative. To not him.
0: a lot of pressure. What scheme do you bring to the table to stop a a high-flying, powerful offense that is clearly better than your secondary? That's going to be about scheme. It's going to be about strategy. It's going to be about the front seven. How does he deploy and attack the quarterback? Does he sit back? That, to me, we're going to learn a little bit about Jeremy Pruitt because if they overachieve and they can handle West Virginia's passing offense, huge sign for Tennessee moving forward. It's a great sign for, like, if you want to believe in your
1: coach because, like, yeah, our our guy out-schemed their guy, you know, Yep, they have better players. Their offensive players are better than our defensive players, and, and we stopped you. So I've got a fourth one. I'll just give you my fourth one. So okay. in the future, Whisper we'll do three it. each. Okay. LSU's offensive line versus Miami's defensive. I line. think it's gonna be LSU's offensive line against Miami's defense. That's a front. good one. That's really gonna be. Oh, really I'm interesting. intrigued by that. Tell I me did, more. I, well, you know, you got a new quarterback in Joe Burrow. You got a lot of skill at wide receiver. Miami, we know about their linebackers,
0: but best linebackers in America. Yeah, probably. probably um one, two, and three at least. Yeah.
1: So no, I, I that's think, a good one. There's a th- thanks, buddy. There, yeah. There's a lot there's a lot of storylines
0: right. in that game. All right. So those are our individual matchups to watch for the weekend. Moving on to our preview potpourri, the miscellaneousnesses. The miscellaneousnesses. Okay. We're going to call this, and this will, of course, sort of be a, a catch-all to make sure we don't miss any big games that we care about. Um, we'll include upset alert here. I will try to convince the American people of the moment. Okay. Uh, which I've been trying to do inside the Athlon offices for basically a decade now. And you've you've sort of slowly but surely come into to my world on this. And then the narrative slash flip the script game. Flip well, the We've script. already talked about the, the
1: Miami... Miami, Miami
0: LSU. Miami LSU I, I've got okay. a couple. I, want to, I got another one I want to throw okay. in there because we haven't talked about. Can the I go? Game can right I go? a Couple upsets. So you give me your your upsets here.
1: I've got upset alert and then a flat out upset. Okay. My upset alert is Central Michigan over Kentucky. Kentucky has struggled at home against a Group of Five teams. Last year, they beat Southern Miss by seven, Eastern Michigan by four. Two years ago, they lost to Southern Miss at home two year two years ago they beat a bad New Mexico state team sixty two to forty two but it was back and forth forty to thirty three over Louisiana Lafayette, Lafayette in two thousand and fifteen. Now central Michigan lost a lot of players, especially on offense, but they're a pretty good program. I think central Michigan makes Kentucky sweat. I think Kentucky wins the game so you're calling okay, so not an actual upset okay, here's my alert. upset though okay Army Black Knights on the Hudson. <laughs> win straight up as a 13 and a half point dog
0: at Duke they now, beat them last year on the road 13 and a half point dog that is an upset call my friend I don't think army gets enough credit they won I ten. will text you I will I will actively search out that
1: game now it's friday night if they win i may be asleep <laughs> they won 10 games last year they beat san diego state They're very good they beat duke Why the they point beat spray? navy i it's too high.
0: No respect for our boys. Well, they hate, they hate the troops, Vegas. I clearly and they do. and and listen, Army. We, even if a team like Army loses a bunch of starters, they yeah, they're all the same guy. Like Navy, every year we like our yeah. depth
1: chart, which is just the next. Um,
0: I'm I'm also going to add. So this is we're workshopping the uh, the the preview potpourri. at, yeah. um, at the end it's of week the week one, we,
1: we've we we've planned all summer, but you just right, you right. Get, um get
0: I will do random fantasy player. I can't wait to watch. Okay, <laughs> I might throw that into this is category. It a power Five guy because it's our league, Bryce. Perkins, quarterback Virginia, he apparently was clocked at 22 miles an hour in camp. That's really fast for a human. Wow! So I cannot wait Former to see Arizona State signing. I when cannot you wait go? to see what he does for the quarterback situation. They've got Olamide Zacchaeus. You've How been practicing that, that. Olamide Zaccheaus. I wanted him in our draft, so we got him right. Before he was me. second round pick, very early. I know Olamide Zacchaeus, who caught 80 passes last year. You got Jordan uh, uh, Ellis Willis. Yes, Jordan Willis Ellis. Ellis? Else. I Feel like I there was another it. guy named Jordan Willis that was playing running back, maybe somewhere. Um, so they got some weapons there, and so we'll see. They lost a bunch of back end talent on the defense, but we'll see what the offense. They looks got like. up to a great they, start last year. They played Richmond in Week One, so I really, I'm just tuning in purely for one guy, one guy only, Bryce Perkins. I want to okay. see if he's. I will the have real a deal. guy ready for that next week. So fantasy dude, you want to watch? Yeah, That's it's a new segment on the show. Uh, all right, can I can I add one? I want to uh, throw. I got one. Okay,
1: Keyshawn Vaughn, Vanderbilt. Okay, against transfer Tennessee. From, transfer from Illinois. Had a really good freshman season. Kind of fell out of favor with the staff there. Okay. Has had a good camp. Think he'll be the number one running back.
0: Okay. All right. Upset alert for me. Am I crazy? Because we need to talk about this game. Okay. Troy at home over Boise State. No. L- last 10, year, I think they're a ten and a half point dog.
1: It was kind of a random, un, you know, expected to be high scoring. Do you have? I think it was like twenty four thirteen last year. Thought it would be crazier than that. Um, a big Neil Brown fan. I think Boise is the best power group of five team, so I would not. I don't. I would not pick that game, but I, that's not surprising. But this is
0: by far the biggest group of five game in Week One, correct? Yes, twenty four thirteen last year in front of thirty one thousand strong. It's got because Boise State's two
1: big conference games are San Diego State and Fresno at home. They go to Oklahoma State and they go to Troy. So yep. that's critical got, resume they, builders. They've there. got two if they want to
0: be. You know getting get, get the New Year's so Six. This is a big game for your, your criteria on upset, like calling for the upset, was I think it needs to be at least six points, like yeah. a six-point spread or, or bigger. And so I think Troy was favored. Troy's about a ten-and-a-half point so on the dog. Are you calling it or is this upset? Well, that's large? what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I mean, I've got to pick one, so I'm going to go Troy okay. uh, over Boise. Plus, I wanted to talk about that game because it's, it's too important a game not to mention – and to see what what happens with those guys. I can't do... I don't think Tennessee's got what it takes to pull off the upset over West Virginia. That game... Me neither. That point spread also opened up, like, I want to say, like, eight and moved up to, like, ten. So, Vegas is on... So, the wise guys are on West Virginia there. Um, all right. So, the moment. I want to convince people of the moment. So, the moment to me is you're at home. You're in front of your home crowd with sort of an emotional moment and... Can you, know, you have a moment in week one, though? That's that's a great question. It's a fair point. I... I I think that you can with extenuating circumstances. Okay, So my I'm two, my two, years, my so two moment say. games for this week are, and the reason I would call it a moment is because it is a new regime, a fresh face, leading a team, an injured quarterback who missed all of last season comes back and is now starting. So you have the return of your star quarterback, you have a new head football coach, and you're at home on Labor Day night against a conference opponent, Doak Campbell and Tallahassee. The moment now. Normally, Florida State. Ooh, I, this is normally an insult to mo- this is an insult to Florida State. Mo- normally, Florida State would not have moment games ever because they're Florida State because they're too big. But this is extenuating circumstances. Wyoming at home against Washington. So State. So basically,
1: you're grouping Florida State with Wyoming.
0: No, <laughs> but Wyoming is at home. Already one and zero on the season. This is a chance for them to sort of prove themselves against a power five opponent at home. Washington State being rebuilt. I imagine the fans in Laramie pretty fired up about this opportunity it's to beat not a team, freezing, which is good, to beat a team like Washington State. So the I, I will there will be more momenty moments as the season goes along. Week one hard to do, but those are the two where I think the home crowd, uh, sort of an emotional situation for a team, plays a factor in the outcome. Does that make sense? Yeah, is the, the moment. W- yeah, good pitch. G- good, good, okay, good, good stuff there.
1: Cool. It's a, I remember seeing it's a two and a half point spread. Who's favored? Uh, Wyoming?
0: Yeah. I think Washington State. Okay. <laughs> I'm just making that up. No. You, I, basically, I you
1: had 50-50 chance. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Are my, you looking my, it up? My, well, it's, it's not uh, it's not loading. So, but, there you uh, go. I, Wyoming was my pick. So I'm
0: picking Wyoming outright to win that game, and I'm picking Florida State to dominate. Behind the emotion of the crowd, the new coach, and DeAndre Francois' return. Yeah. How surprised were you by Francois getting the job? Not right? at all. He's significantly more talented than Blackman. But Blackman more respected in the your, locker room. What
1: happened to all your peeps that were telling you Kyle Trask was going to
0: get the job? I think it's a Felipe fluid situation. Really? Yes. Okay. So you're very, not you're not, not jumping off fluid. the. Uh, no, no, no. I think it's very fluid.
1: Oh, it's down to one Washington State by one. At, see, yeah,
0: all the money's coming in on the cow pokes. See, the moment. Okay. <laughs> I've been trying to convince people listening. I've been trying to convince people of Athlon Sports that that the that. When you talk about 18- to 22-year-old kids, that the emotion of a situation plays into it, and it took them years to acknowledge no, that it's that, finally
1: a thing. That's I obviously acknowledge that football, I have is, worn a you down. football is a game of emotion. It, it, it's, it doesn't apply in the NFL. Targeted, no, it doesn't apply in the NFL. It is some of the games that you have picked for the moment we've disagreed with. That's the issue. Well, you don't get to make up the
0: criteria for the moment. It's my criteria. Okay, that's fine.
1: Okay. That's fine.
0: Um, we talked about the the, the narrative game, Miami LSU. I think Tennessee is a big narrative game. If Tennessee um, pulls an upset and somehow wins that game, I think it changes uh, the entire Big Twelve race. Right for West Virginia, changes the entire SEC perspective in the East. So I think from a narrative changing perspective, I think West Virginia Tennessee should Tennessee win that game. That changes our entire preseason prognostication right. viewpoint of two different conferences. Uh, I, right? I got a, making up a category here. Team on the spot, like pressure team, pressure, team pressure
1: packed Texas. You need to go into Maryland and win that game. I,
0: I, I have a, I have them listed Texas Maryland as my narrative changer because if Texas goes up there and loses, we 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 revert, we revert back to what the hell's wrong with Texas conversation. And
1: you have to you have to acknowledge that Matt Canada was the offensive genius that he is. Clearly, yes. So I think I think as Texas is a lot to lose okay, because everyone's looking at Maryland. Exactly. Exactly. Implosion factor, but Maryland they got two good quarterbacks. Ty Johnson's a good running back. If they didn't
0: have all the other crap, this would be a very difficult game. But right. I think it's it, it shouldn't be difficult for Texas because of all the crap that's going on in Maryland. Agree. So um we left out Ohio State, Oregon State. No reason really to talk about that yeah, one. I'm scanning the, the we did not right talk here. a lot about Bama Ellis or Louisville. I just want to see I want to see Juwan pass and I want to see the secondary for Alabama and, and you mentioned Tua. It looks like both Tua and Jalen Hurts are gonna play. I I don't I don't know what's gonna happen there. Georgia's got a got a cakewalk in week one. Penn State's got a. They got Appalachian State. That's not a bad one. Colorado, um, Colorado State's
1: a little intriguing. Yeah, that's Colorado
0: cool. State that's bounced cool. back. KJ Carter Samuel throws for like five
1: hundred yards, five touchdowns, but they lose at home to Hawaii. Hold on, Navy at Hawaii.
0: Not bad. North Carolina, Cal suspensions. Very important game for North Carolina and Larry Fedora. Yeah, Cal wins, and it's a game Cal needs to win. Sneaky group of
1: five game. Let's hear it. SMU at North Texas. I like it. Seth Luttrell, Mason Fine.
0: I like the mean green with the big win. I like North Texas to win that one as yeah. well. So, uh, again, it's really hard to cover 75 games in a single podcast. But so I have written about
1: all of them on Athlonsports.com
0: with predictions on that every game. sounds like you need to get a life.
1: But. Stony Brook Air Force, would you like to know? Air Force 34, Stony Brook 20 was my prediction. Well, closer than the
0: experts think. Okay. All right. Albany-Pittsburgh? Stony Brook uh, occasionally good at baseball. Albany or Albany? Albany. I well, said. Albany in Georgia. <laughs> Albany in New York. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like Lafayette versus Lafayette, one's southern, one's northern, right? Yeah. Okay. What else you got? Picks against the spread. Mitch right, Light, Your three here. locks of the week well, I, are. I did well last year, but we don't have the number, do we? No, we're gonna track it better yeah, this we year. Did. We say that every year. Yeah.
1: One of the one of these years, we'll track it accurately. Okay. Two years from now, let's do it. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay.
0: When Florida State and Georgia play, we've for the
1: talked nation. about these three games. Arizona minus twelve over BYU. BYU offense not good. I think Khalil Tate and company run up a huge number, Kay. easy win. That's one of your games that you want to be at. Army plus thirteen and a half over Duke. I can't pick them outright to win the game and not pick them as my might as well the spread. Yeah. And then Michigan plus one at Notre Dame.
0: Why are you so confident? Because it's one of your three losses of the week.
1: Defense against a Notre Dame offense that we talked about without
0: You're just going to eat them alive.
1: Yeah, two. Top two running backs, two quality wide receivers, two great offensive linemen, a quarterback who supposedly has had a good camp but has been inconsistent, and flip the scr- right. s- s- script, flip the switch, got the uh, questions at defensive coordinator. Mike Elko, one of the best in the business, is gone. I think the wrong team's favored. I like
0: Michigan on the road to win. Okay. I, I, I'm actually on board with all three of those. I like all three of those. So here's what
1: we'll do. I'll keep this right here, so then we'll come in next week. We'll take, we'll
0: there you go. I've added, it to, I've added it to my document that's more digital and more 21st century. I'm old school. Just yeah, you got paper I, I, there. I, hey, trees, I'm man. an
1: editor at a magazine. Let's, let's have <laughs> Hey, the, the whole internet could come crashing
0: down and, you know. So um, there you have it. Week one preview. We'll be back, of course, not normally. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, we are both taking Labor Day off, so we'll be back Tuesday morning, uh, this upcoming week for week two, and then right and then back Wednesday, at it again. Yeah, review Tuesday, preview Wednesday. Yeah, there you go. And, um, again, sort of a structure plan for you guys. Uh, we'll we'll give you our top four each week in the, in the recap Team podcast. Of Team of the week. Uh, yeah. We'll do all kinds of – maybe even we'll mess with some gambling and some fantasy as well. So uh, we're uh, – Maybe an under-the-radar player? We're, we're constantly – yes. <laughs> Bryce – there we go. Bryce Perkins under, under the, the radar. radar. That is my fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> no question about it. That, um, that's no one's fantasy. It, uh, just me. That's fine. I'm alone just watching Virginia versus Richmond. Go Bryce Perkins. I just want to see what he's got. See what he's got. Uh, any parting shots for Week One? Uh, what do, are you cooking? You gr- you grilling? You coming over? What do you got? What are you doing? I'm, I think I am coming over. Am I? Uh, I mean, we're, we don't have anything planned. You, that's so not we, what I heard. We that's invited you for we him. invited you for weeks to come over, and now nothing has been planned.
1: The wor- I invited uh, here is normally if I told my seventeen year old daughter that I am going over a friend's house to watch football, she would just have no interest. I mentioned, hey, we might go over to Braden's house. This weekend you want to go she's like sure that'd be cool see
0: see i'm so much cooler than you ever thought <laughs> yeah so <laughs> you, you've never thought highly
1: of me ever and now finally we just had our deck restained oh. so we're gonna let it dry put the grill back up so that we'll i be don't have a deck
0: it. is that a problem no i've got to build it okay <laughs> i haven't built it yet
1: maybe i will build it I've
0: got a screen and porch though okay good and a front From porch mosquitoes. too
1: so uh, yeah, there, there will be there will be burgers. You know, I don't know libations. Yeah, there'll be cold
0: frosty beverages, gluten free beers. All right, man. Mitch Light at Athlon. Mitch Army plus thirteen and a half. Arizona minus twelve. Michigan plus one. We both like wash. We both like Auburn over Washington. We're. It sounds like we're both taking Miami over LSU. We're both taking Michigan. We're both taking Florida State. Not a lot of disagreement here on the big games. Um, Alabama, I don't know if there's much debate there. I, I think Ole Miss They're, beats Texas Tech, by the way. I do, too. We didn't, actually pick, we didn't actually pick that Texas one. Texas Tech's favorite. Um but I li- surprise. I like Ole Miss to score a boatload of points. I would use a different word, but I, that would change Jordan our Jordan Tamu, ratings, one of my quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, Bama rolls big. Team. I like Purdue at home. Troy could pull the upset. Keep an eye on that one. I like Texas on the road big, and Arizona as well, and then Oklahoma over Okay, yeah. and I'll go a- I'll go
1: Nichols and Kansas is the game that has the least impact on the culture so ball. So we will end week.
0: every podcast with the least important game of the week.
1: Oh, I do have a question for you. Now,
0: no spoilers,
1: I, I have watched Heather and I have watched eight episodes of Secession. Ooh. Are you done? Yes. Okay. I realize it's a stupid show and like this is total yeah. drama or whatever. It it feels like
0: there's two different families that they put into one and made it a...
1: I don't get Like, what's Shiv? She's like so sharp and everything. She's got a great name. Her fiancé is such a goober. But he's so funny when he's not around Shiv. I know, but he's... When he talks to to Craig, it is the funniest thing ever. Why would she be with him? I I just don't see that happening. That's my one critique of the
0: show. You know, she wants a company guy to please her father. It's obvious. Yeah, yeah, she's really trying to please her father. Yeah, they, they all want his <laughs> approval. That's I clearly just, that's clearly the psychological analysis ca- of the family. They, a flaw, character flaw. He's I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine where they got that storyline: a son or a daughter <laughs> of a really famous, powerful person just desperately in need of their father's affection and, and approval. I can't imagine where they got that storyline. Like the Gall household. No. I'm, I don't You're care. Your dad likes you. I mean, yeah, I think I've he likes me. You I don't care, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys uh, next week. Have a great Labor Day, everybody. Enjoy college football. It's back. Thanks for listening.